This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose, or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome back to Blues Focus. I'm joined today by Adam from the Pink Un channel. How are you doing, Adam? Yeah, good, thank you. I uh, fueled on caffeine today because uh, yeah, it was a bit of a late night last night in, in the Carabao Cup for us, so I didn't get home till the early hours. So, um, yeah, but looking forward to, to Saturday and this preview show. Yeah, it should be should be a good game, as you say. We're previewing the game against Norwich that Blues have got on Saturday. Uh, Norwich currently sitting eighth in the table, only a point against Blues. Uh, kind of similar season so far, really. Kind of had good starts to the season and then after the international break, starting to fall behind but what are your thoughts on Norwich's season so far? Yeah as you say it started probably unexpectedly quite strong uh, we had a really good pre-season we were unbeaten and uh, sort of came into the campaign a little bit uncertain lots of new signings uh, experienced players and, and some sort of less known players that weren't you know involved in English football prior to to coming to Norwich and uh, won against Hull dramatic late winner on the opening game of the season and they kind of kicked on from there really uh Victories against the likes of Millwall, Huddersfield, uh, pointing away at Southampton, which at the time, given sort of their you know relegation, looked like a good point. Uh, maybe less so the way that it's turned out for them since. But we then lost Josh Sargent to injury against uh, Huddersfield, and and since then it's kind of been a bit of a, a downward decline. His ability to stretch the play. We we brought in Ashley Barnes as well, who was kind of playing in the number ten role. He's since got injured as well, so it's kind of been. A big blow for us that the two main strikers that were kind of providing the goals early on in the season are both out till, well, November, Christmas time. So we kind of got to go with what we've got now, which is Adam Eder in reserve, who's a, a Norwich Academy player. Um, actually kind of never really had sort of a decent run of football. Uh, kind of always been the man who's been behind Timu Puki or behind Josh Sargent as it is now. So he's really getting his opportunity. I uh, did score two in a pretty grim defeat against Plymouth the other day. And um, we're kind of adapting to life without him. Um, and David Wagner's kind of having to maybe sort of deploy different players in positions that weren't playing in or weren't playing in those positions earlier on in the season. So it's been a little bit of an indifferent start. Um, I think if we can get a win on Saturday, then the mood would probably be be back to a positive start where defeat would then maybe sort of look at that start and it would kind of become a little bit irrelevant, I'd say. Yeah, so you made a really good start to the season and Josh Sargent just kind of 
hit the hit the ground running really and you've lost him and Ashley Barnes came in and I mean for me personally when he was announced as a novice fighter I thought oh it's a really shrewd signing uh really he's a, a leader really knows the league really well and I thought okay maybe this is time for Norwich now they're going to start kicking on and you say you had a really good start to the season and those injuries have come and it's kind of like a, oh okay got to kind of go back to what you're used to in Adam Ida. I mean, for me, he's always looking from the outside, seemed like a player that I always thought you would thrust into the first team and really get an opportunity. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, he's kind of had that difficult spell where he's always been the second man in reserve. Pookie was always, you know, as known, he's, his goals record for us in the championship was unbelievable. Even in the Premier League, he was a natural goal scorer. Um, so he's kind of had that to deal with and, Maybe in his youth days when he was sort of 18 and he broke on the scene in the first team, he probably needed a lone move. But because Norwich didn't really have any strikers in reserve, he kind of had to stick around. And he's now 22, but he's not really played a lot of minutes for a 22-year-old striker, which is maybe, I suppose, a bigger issue for him. Um, he is in the island setup, so he started to get minutes at senior level there as well. Um, but now's his real big chance. And Four goals so far this season, which, bearing in mind, he's only really starting games in the last sort of couple of games. Before that, many just substitute appearances. And you can see his confidence starting to grow, because I think that's probably the biggest problem with him is his confidence. Um, he actually came off social media because he was getting so heavily criticised uh, last season at times. And I think that you could see that in his game. It was almost like if he got that moment in the game early on, he would actually have a really good game, where if he didn't get that, then he would struggle. Um we're starting to see the best of him. I thought second half against Plymouth, all right, we we're 5-0 down and he can play with freedom. He was the one man on the pitch who you could see was was really trying and has actually scored a really good goal. Um, the first one he scored, the second one was a penalty. But yeah, I think he's the man now. It's his opportunity and I'm really hoping he can grasp it because there's a player there and Norwich fans really want him to do well. But it's those flaws in his game which maybe sometimes sort of surface and I suppose they get enhanced because of the yeah issues in um in that Josh Sargent is to such a you know potent goal scorer for us and, and you kind of get the comparison between the two of them and it's a little bit unfair I'd say but you know now's his chance and I'm really really hoping that he takes it. Yeah I mean looking at Ida what you've described there it seems a lot of like a confidence thing and it reminds me a lot of Scott Hogan that we've got very much confidence player in that if you give him a chance in the first five minutes he probably buries it any other time in the game it's I mean we saw it in the last game against um, QPR where he just hits it straight at the keeper and it's one of those like, oh and you can see him come off in that game his head down it's almost like if he doesn't score then his confidence is just shot but then when his confidence is high he's a really good player um, I know start of the season as well you've got a player called Rowe who he scored in something like was it five games in a row at the start of the season yeah, five and five for him, uh, four in the league, one in the Carabao Cup. And uh, I think we all thought we had the breakout star. He's kind of got a little bit quiet in the last few games, which uh, is maybe to be expected to dip off in form and the change of personnel up front due to injuries. Um, but yeah, there's certainly a talented player there who England under 20 international now, he got a call up in the, in the last break. So yeah, he's a player who I think we just need to keep grounded because those inside the club, I think, feel that maybe the kind of praise he was getting and the, which is deserved for, you know, where he's performing, but maybe don't let that get to his head because he's still a, a young player who's only really sort of now getting his, his opportunity in the first team. Injuries have maybe prevented him from getting that uh, previously. Last season, I think just a handful of minutes off the bench due to injury uh, pretty much kept him out for the whole campaign. So, 
He's now got competition, though. Uh, Borja signs. He's a Spanish winger who we brought in uh, from Turkey, uh, Garanaspor, in, in the summer. He's been injured for the whole of the campaign so far. Got his first minutes last night against Fulham, uh, scored as well. So I think he's probably now the man who's going to be competing with Rowe. So maybe that competition will help him get back to the levels we saw in the in the early sort of appearances in the start of the season. Um, but I actually wouldn't be surprised if he's dropped on Saturday. I think that's probably one of them where maybe just a, a break. Uh, Chevy Pilhetter, I'm sure Birmingham fans will be aware of. Uh, he's kind of making a, a bit of a mark on the first team at the moment off the bench and actually played really well as in the first half yesterday at Fulham. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the rotation and we saw Pilhetter in the starting eleven on, on Saturday. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised as well. I mean, he he, he was a weird one at Blues because he, he seemed to start really well. Like We were playing a five at the back and for some reason we decided to play him left wing back. But he, he started well and then he changed and we never saw him again. And then we sent him back to you on January because I think it was we signed too many loan players and he was the odd one out that didn't fit the system. So it would just be our look for him to score. And it's usually Abel Hernandez that scores against us as well. Um, not um, Ono Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, when he yeah. Was fantastic, and I know he's been a player that Blues of Blues fans have been like crying out for and asking like, "Oh, come back, come back!" But he he seems to have settled a bit um, in the Norwich team over the last couple of seasons since he's been back. So knowing how luck he'll probably bag bag a couple of goals against us. But um, we said about having a really good start to the season. Uh, was it four wins in and a draw in your first five games? And then since then, it's been one win and three losses since. Um, obviously, you had the Plymouth game was your last. Obviously, you played Fulham in the Cup. But in the league, uh, Plymouth was your last game. It was a 6-2 defeat. What went wrong in that game for you? And what's been going wrong since kind of the international break? I know you've had your injuries, but has anything else been adding to that? Yeah, I think like the first first defeat was against Rotherham uh, a few weeks back. And I think we all saw that as just a blip, one of them sort of games where Rotherham are, are good at home and the fans are up for the game. And maybe us trying to adapt to Josh Sargent was, was maybe the sort of underlying problem there. But since then, we then went and beat Stoke 1-0, pretty gritty game. And I think just the quality we had maybe in the final third was enough to get us over the line. But the Leicester defeat, I kind of brush that one underneath the carpet because they're I think by far going to be the best team in the championship this season and they're only really starting to to maybe show that and uh, I think that's one of them where we actually played quite well in the second half and arguably on another day probably deserved a point but um, they then hit us with a, a late goal to make it 2-0 but performance wise pretty positive but Plymouth was everything that I slightly had concerns about defensively Plymouth knew that we played quite a high line and we liked to, to play out from the back they pressed us really high and sort of our experienced defenders in in Shane Duffy and Ben Gibson both got caught a few times and I think those pacey players that Plymouth had just caused our defence nightmares and every single chance they had they seemed to, to find the back of the net and it was one of them where I think as soon as it went sort of well we're two nil behind just before the break and then we conceded two within about four minutes and that really killed us off uh, second half you can play with a bit more freedom because you're four nil down five nil down at that point um, so there's not really any onus for you to kind of sit back you might as well go for it uh we did get two goals and yeah there was there was sort of signs of i suppose life almost in the second half but first half yeah i think we're really struggling to to find the right balance now without josh Sargent and ashley barnes i think what he'll do on saturday david wagner is gabriel sara will move further forward and we brought in adam forshaw from leeds who was released um, i could see him moving back into the midfield and that allows maybe Sara and Ida quite sort of on the same wavelength in terms of 
an attacking midfielder and a striker. So I could see him going for that. And I think that's probably the best way we're going to get any joy um, on, on Saturday. Because, yeah, at the moment, it does feel like we need someone to sort of get us moving forwards. I think, especially in transition, we were so good at the start of the season. It, we could pick the ball up and counter teams really, really quickly. And we sort of had that potent threat and the goal threat as well through Josh Sargent. And that's kind of dried up. So... It's a difficult one, but our home form on the whole has been pretty good so far this season. Three wins in four, and the only defeat was against Leicester. So um, I think Carrow Road's maybe the fortress, and, and that will make it a little bit more of a, a difficult game than if it had been at St Andrews this Saturday. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think when I think back to games that we played in Norwich, we never seem to do well at Carrow Road. I can't really remember the last time we've got something there. It always seems to do that will either play well and your quality will just show and you get the point that that usually tends to happen, especially with Blues away. So um, I've talked about, obviously, gone over it many times, good start to the season. What were your expectations at the start of the season for Norwich? And has that changed now that we're a couple of games into the season? Yeah, I mean, last season was such a grim ending. We we won one game in 11 and obviously we had Dean Swift in charge up till January. That was a, a really toxic end for him and not great football. Bringing David Wagner, he, it looked like at one point we might be pushing for the playoffs and that sort of drastically fell off a cliff. Um, we then lose the likes of Timu Puki, who's just been such a, a stalwart for so long. Um, he departs in the summer and there's a little bit of uncertainty. Norwich kind of addressed the youthful nature of the squad by bringing in loads of experienced players, you know, Shane Duffy, uh, Ashley Barnes, Jack Stacey, you know, lots of players who've got minutes in, in the Championship and the Premier League for, you know, sort of similar sized clubs to us. Um, and I'd say they've all had a pretty good impact and pre-season was positive, although I was sort of reticent to, to make judgment from that, just given it's pre-season and you can't really yeah. sort of lay down a marker until you start playing in the Championship. Um, then we had the start and it was so positive and everyone kind of felt like this was a side that could compete in, in, in around the top six this season. Um, I probably still think they can. Um, I think injuries will be the will be the factor because our squad's not overly deep. Um, if the first team, you know, starters are all available, I, I'd definitely say we could be in the top six mix. A couple of injuries out of that and suddenly it maybe doesn't look look the same way. I think it's important if we can get to January time when Josh Sargent's back and Ashley Barnes is back and we're in and around the top six, I'd definitely put us in in there. Um, if we're not and we're kind of mid-table, then obviously I think it's going to be a, a mountain too big to climb. So I could see us finishing anywhere between 6th and 10th. That's kind of my bracket and that's what my gut instinct was. And I think that's still the same. Maybe a little bit more apprehensive now we've lost them two players because it's kind of been more similar to last season. The issues have started to arise again. So certainly think uh, we've got enough quality in the squad, but it's just a case of keeping players fit. I think that's the, the big issue there. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you in that there's about 12 teams, I'd say, this season that are all going to be vying for that playoff spot. The quality in the league is really good this season. And you say you've got injuries. I think Blues have got quite quite a lot as well. I mean, we've we've just found out that uh, Buchanan's injured as well for an amount of time. And I think a lot of teams are going to struggle with that. So I think your quality that you do have in the squad the fact you've got a player like Adam Ida, who is third choice striker and he's able to come in, I think that just shows your quality and depth. And for me, I think you are going to be in those playoffs towards the end of the year, uh, really pushing for it because you've, you've still got that quality. I mean, players like Jack Stacey, for example, I, when you got him, he was one that I thought he could probably still do a job in the Premier League. So I think he'll he'll really help you get Um so going on to Saturday, what are your expectations for the match? How do you think it's going to go? Maybe formation that you're going to play, style of play. What are you thinking? 
Yeah, David Wagner's quite sort of firm in the way he likes to play. It's sort of a well, it sort of adapts a little bit during the game. It kind of starts as a flat four four two, but it's more of a four two three one by the time the game yeah. starts. Um, given the injury situation, as I sort of alluded to earlier on in the show, I think Adam Forshaw will get his first sort of senior start from the beginning of a game um, in the league anyway uh, on Saturday, and he'll come in and partner Kenny McLean. Gabriel Sara will then be freed up to play sort of the number ten role. Um, we could see Plaheta starting. Uh, we've got Fashnak on the right, who he brought in from Young Boys, who's a player David Wagner worked with when he was manager over there, a Swiss international, really experienced player, 29 years of age, sort of played in World Cups and the Europa League. So he's a, a player of good quality, maybe gone a little bit off the boil in recent games, but I think he'll start Adam Eder up front. And then I think the fence is maybe where the question marks are, just due to the, the nature of the goals we shipped on. Saturday against Plymouth, uh, we brought in Danny Bart from uh, Sunderland on a, a sort of free agent signing during the last window, yet to make a, an appearance for the club. Could see him being drafted in to play alongside Shane Duffy and Ben Gibson dropping out because he made a, a few errors. And the fact he started last night against Fulham, I thought that was probably an indicator that the change is going to come on on Saturday. Yeah. Jack Stacey at right back. Um, and then left back, we've got Dimi Yanoulis, who's a Greek international who's we've had for a few seasons now. And then Angus yeah. Gunning goal, although I think there's a few question marks around him still because uh, he had some injections in his shoulder this week, um, just a sort of minor injury there. So potential that he could be uh, one that you sort of want to look out for whether he starts or not. But the system is very much counter-attacking football. We're quite happy to let you have the ball or any opposition team to have the ball. And then we just try and pick you off and we're quite quick in transition to then sort of break on you and the pace we've got down the flanks with the likes of Rowe and Plajeta and Ono Hernandez is it's quite dangerous. And then you kind of then looking for the Adam either to try and stretch you in behind. And he's actually quite a natural finisher, which is something that um, is maybe not really recognised, I'd say, by opposition fans. I think he's got the highest shots to shots on target ratio in the championship I saw this week. So, uh, yeah, if you give him a chance, he, he'll tend to hit the target, whether it goes in or not, it's a different story. But, um, yeah, I, I think I'm quite... It's a weird one because I'm I'm not overly positive like I was, say, if this game was three or four weeks ago. But I think given the response we saw in the second half at Plymouth, um, even the second team last night, the, sort of the players that played were, were pretty positive against a good Fulham side. So I think the mood's still relatively happy around the camp. And if we sort of win this game, it then maybe doesn't look so bad. 16 points from the opening, what would be nine games at that point. So I'd, I'd have definitely taken that at the start of the season. So feeling positive. Um but as I say, I think the fact this is the Carrow factor for me, if this game was away, I'd, I'd feel a lot more sort of pessimistic than what I'd probably do, the fact we're, we're playing at home this weekend. Yeah, I, just you talking there, I can't believe how similar our teams kind of match up in both the way that we play and the feelings around the club. In that, obviously, you had a great start season, so did Blues. You've kind of fallen off, but that hope is still there. And the same with Blues as well. Like, yes, we've had some bad results, but everyone's still kind of on a high expecting when players come back, that we know that's when we're really going to kick on. And you saying as well, I think the Carrow Road factor is going to be a big one in this. I think if it was at St Andrews, then it would be flipped and we'd be going in as favourites. But I think the fact you're at home, I think you probably go in as favourites, edging it. Um, personally, I think it depends who has more of the ball. I think we're like you as well, that we like to kind of give up possession and let the other team have it and then we'll quickly break on you. So we'll see. It's going to be a really fascinating game. Uh, can I get a score prediction out of you for it? Yeah, I think I think it'll be a tight game. I don't see overly sort of a high scoring a thriller. I could see it being a, a close one with just one goal being enough to win the game. Um, I'm going to go two one Norwich. Uh, probably Adam Eder to 
to sort of break the duck as well, keep his goal scoring form uh, going, which would be was great for him. And I'm expecting a tough game. I think it's one of them where it depends how we start the game. I think if we get the first sort of goal early on and everyone's back on board and the Carrow atmosphere is really positive, then I think it's going to be a difficult afternoon for Birmingham where if you come and you know, assert yourselves on us really early on and maybe hit us on the counter and get a goal, then then I think it, it could turn quite easily um, at Cow Road, given the way that it's kind of transpired in recent weeks. So that would make it a different game. But um, yeah, I think given given the quality we've got in the final third, I'm going to go for a, a narrow 2-1 Norwich win. Super, fantastic. Well, thank you for coming on to the podcast now. Uh, do you, before you go, do you want to shout out your socials so the viewers can go and find out your channel and what you're all about yeah so i'm part of the pinken team which is a sort of norwich media site uh we have a, a sort of part of a, a newspaper brand so we we're sort of in the in the print media we've got digital media as well so we've got an app um we've got a website on youtube pinken uh sort of pre-match previews opposition views uh post-match analysis we speak to the managers uh, so we've got press conferences reaction all of that jazz is is on our youtube channel vlogs everything you really want uh, around a match day uh we then have a podcast as well which you can find on youtube where you can find through all these sort of audio platforms like the spotify apple Podcasts, etc etc uh at pinken on twitter uh facebook we're pinken at pinken on instagram so all the social channels or if you want to find me then uh it's uh there my twitter handle it is down below so you can go and give that a follow um for any sort of norwich city based uh analysis content reaction it's all it's all there super fantastic we'll leave a link in the description as well to all of those websites but thank you again for coming on to the podcast i'd say good luck for saturday but i'm hoping for a blues win so i'll say not good luck for saturday but good luck for the rest of the season thank you do appreciate it Keep right on, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.